<laughs> okay. Hello, and welcome to Business Without Bullshit. I am Andy Ori, and alongside me is my co-host, Pippa Sturt, and today we are joined by Dino, and I'm not even going to try your Oh, yes, you should. It's quite Come familiar. On, you do Give it. it a go. You do it, Okay, Dino yeah. Di Pier Domenico. Absolutely perfect. Di Pier Domenico. Or if you're Italian, Di Pier Domenico. You gotta yes, that's, roll you your gotta roll your roll. Um, so Dino is the founder and director of DMC Sport, which specializes in strategic membership and game development programs for sporting codes, it says. What's a code? Well, you know, there's lots of different sports. They're all a code. So is it football? Is it cricket? Is it oh, golf? Is that, is is that it... sports terminology? Oh, it's it a sports ter- terminology. You'd be like, yeah. They're rules almost. What are the rules? Yeah, yeah. yeah the code yeah. of the rules. Governing bodies, I suppose. Code yeah. of Napoleon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, we've been waiting to do this for a little while, so I'm very, very happy to see you. So uh, am I. Always a pleasure. I think the first question we'd like to ask our guest is, what is keeping you up at night? What is keeping Dino up at night? It's an interesting question. I sleep beautifully. I probably <laughs> made that choice 20 years ago. It's a choice, is it? It's. I think it's an absolute choice okay. because um, you make decisions within your life that some trouble you, some you think may come back to bite you. I made a choice a long time ago with all sorts of things happening in my business career where I wanted to make sure everything I did was proper, squeaky clean. I didn't want to get up at three o'clock in the morning worried about what was going to happen because I'd taken a shortcut here or, you know, I had a dodgy conversation here or whatever. So uh, I, I sleep a lot better in, in the UK than I do in Australia okay. as well. I don't know why, why that is. Maybe it's the Guinness. But <laughs> could, oh, be. could be. But, um, the London know. Pride. Um, yeah, the London Pride. Whereabouts in Australia do you live? I live in Melbourne. I have uh, a place about... Three miles from the centre of the CBD there, which is a place called Hawthorne, uh, which is about eight minutes from my office. I'm from an immigrant family. My parents immigrated there in the early 50s. Italian. Italian, yes. A lot of Italians came in the 50s, particularly to Melbourne, didn't they? So that post-war, I don't know what, the, yeah, a lot's came. So the, obviously a lot of uh, Brits came there and you had your 10-pound poms as well. And then the next influx was... They needed more people to, to create stuff and build stuff. So a lot of people from Europe and luckily enough, my parents decided, well, actually, my father never decided to go to Australia. He was due to go to Canada and I think the ship couldn't sail or his friend was sick or something like that and they swapped. So his mate went to Canada and we went to Australia the next, <laughs> uh, you know, the next week. So. Oh, wow. That was it. They're richer than us, by the way. That's not irritating. Oh, well. Uh, money doesn't make people happy. But you're happy. happier, God damn it. So explain to us what DMC is. So it, it's an organisation that works with national governing bodies on assisting them to deliver their participation programs. So what that really means is what we're endeavouring to do or what I wanted to do and the reason I started and we started the business was because we want more kids to play sport. So we make it easier for sporting organisations to manage the logistics, the equipment, the strategy, the commerciality of what a participant is and how they should be involved with sports. The easy way to say that is make it easier for kids to play uh, sports to manage it all families to be more involved and people to be healthier, sport for good, that whole 
scenario. Our business assists federations and bodies to deliver that. And we do that with a number of, of sporting bodies all around the world. And practically, what does that mean you actually do? Uh, it's a good question because I thought I was saying that, but I wasn't. No, but I mean, it's, yeah, no, is no, it we like provide, printing stuff? We, no, no, we produce uh, equipment. Mm-hmm. So when a, when a child gets involved with a sporting program, they want an experience. That experience will include them getting a, a backpack or rucksack. In that rucksack will be a cricket bat or a football or a or some shin guards or a drink bottle or a hat. It's got a T-shirt in there so they all look exactly the same and the experience is all the same for them. And it's personalised. It's got their name on it as well. Oh, cute. So yep. we're providing those services to the organisations on behalf of them. So it really makes them feel like they're part of something. Absolutely. It's all about the experience. So, um, I mean, the, the theory is if you can get kids involved in sport at an early age, they will be there for the rest of their life. And and it, that's a good thing generally for their health and well-being. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, but there's a sort of battle against screens, I guess, is there? I Correct. Mean, and Australia is a place that, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know if the stats are any different when no, more no people different. do sport. Really similar, similar here and there. How similar many to the UK, similar to the US. I find it really interesting because people who like sport tend to be competitive and I, then they that's because they tend to like winning. I never was, you know, physically crap at sports, so I never got the feeling of winning. But then I mean, the- that's not about... It's, well, there's two things there. Like, lots of people who don't like sport are really competitive. You're pretty competitive. You're, you're pretty competitive. Am I? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Of what I know about you already, you are pretty competitive. Have a look at what you do. Yeah and, yeah, and and why you do it? You want to do it, and you want to succeed at it. I'm pretty competitive. I don't do things I can't win. That's why I play a lot of trivial pursuit, and I don't do any sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sport is a sort of a club in a way, isn't it? There's these different clubs and different sports, and you're in them all. You're out of them. So the weird thing for me growing up is that, and apparently they've stopped doing this. I would never get picked in a lot. I'd always get picked mm. last to play football, Aww. and and it's a vicious circle because you would. I wouldn't be interested in playing the game. I mean, frankly, I found them hard to understand. So while I'm competitive, I don't understand why we're bothered whether we get the ball in the corner or not. You know, what is the motivation? But, you know, it's quite affecting when you grow up that you sort of have these quite negative experiences towards sport, that you're no good at it. I was always encouraged to, like, we had an odd number of people in the class. Yes. I was always encouraged to just stand and watch. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, it worked for me. Well, my experience was totally opposite because well, I was really a big tool. I was really good at it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And what I wasn't good at is reading and writing. I couldn't explain myself. I don't learn like others learn. You're dyslexic. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I just don't do what others do. And sport allowed me two things that allowed me to do. One, I was an immigrant kid. So if I could play the Aussie rules game, I was pretty cool. I wasn't just with the, you know, with the eye ties. What's the eye ties? The Italians. The Italians. Yeah. We haven't dealt with the other thing about sport, which is obviously quite important. You kind of touched on, but didn't kind of unpack, which is team playing. Absolutely. You, know, you you work with a team, unless you're doing tennis or something. You work with a team to achieve something. You're working to achieve. I learned everything I know about business through sport. Mm. I did not even finish school, so I couldn't manage. I'm a different generation. The last thing a teacher said to me is that I can't even read this shit. You're never going to be anything. Bastard. No, he was fantastic because he called out on what it was 
and I had to fucking do something about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're making my point that your worst teacher is your best teacher, and do they know what they're doing? Because it's the teacher who said you're not going to matter. You're making the interesting point that when they said that, maybe they didn't say it out of spite. Maybe they were literally saying at that point in your life, what the fuck are you doing? Correct. You know? I mean, the only time I did any good at sport was because this teacher said to me, it was just a waste of space. I can't remember what he said, but he really pissed me off. And so I just like made myself, and so I got all the way to the second 15 of Was it Tiddlywinks? No, yeah, <laughs> playing rugby. And then he said to me, he said something like, oh, you know what? You're not, you know, when you put in an effort, you're not bad or something. And that was it. I gave up, you know? I suddenly then went all the way back down there. He was like, because I wasn't interested because it was just a point. Have you really got the rugby physique there? No, but there's other, there's other positions in rugby. There's, there's a, you could be flight, you can be... What I discovered was mostly just fucking go, go for it, just be pissed <laughs> off, just mow people down. In rugby, especially when you're like 12 years mm. old, 10 years old, you know, I, even when they started to get bigger than me, it's about being fearless. Okay, so, I mean, and then when you say you learn everything about sport, you learn when you set up a business teamwork, I guess, was it? We need a team or what were, you know, what were the... So I started my first business in... 1992 with Mark and Craig, and that's why it's DMC. They don't exist in this business anymore. Craig, I met when I was 15 years old playing football, and we've been we've been mates ever since because I still have a business which I own 50% of with him, which still is going. That's really sweet. 20, uh, 26 years old now. What's that business? So that's DMC Group. That is a business that... Uh, works in education now, but it, it provides, it's an agency really. It does direct marketing or digital mm. marketing now and yeah. um, signage and a whole heap of stuff. Works around and in Melbourne and Australia and it's a good business. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Business Without Bullshit is brought to you by Ori Clark. Straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935. You can find us at oriclark.com. So what do you think is bullshit in your industry and why? Uh, not just in my industry, but I, I just think in, in terms of business, people make things harder than it seems. I'll explain that by saying you can get caught up in a whole range of, you know, structure. I mean, you've got to have it, but I mean... You can get caught up with who's on top of who and and what has to go and how it has to work. But I think most of that's bullshit because if you need something done, you do it properly, you do it properly the first time and it's it's done. Do you not find bureaucracy? You get weighed down with bureaucracy. That's exactly it. I literally run away from it if I possibly can. Okay. Okay. Which is why you've got the amazing Louise. Time to pick up Louise, isn't it? Correct. You know? Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm very lucky. That is one thing that you I need do a team really well. Again, you need a team. You need a, I don't know what to be an FL, the person at the back. Actually, do. that's probably what I'm really good at. What I'm really good at is getting a team around me, getting people who are smarter. I'm never the smartest person in the room. I'm always learning. And generally, I've realized in life there are people that are certainly good at certain things. Get them. And bring them along for the ride as well. Yeah, okay. Um, so your main, your main thing actually is, is what's bullshit is to be pessimistic about stuff and just what you need is a team because there will be different people who can sort all those problems and out. And also what's bullshit is bureaucracy. Yes, oh, bureaucracy. And, and hierarchy by the sound of it. 
Okay, Dino, so this is the five-second rule. Right. This is where we're going to ask you a list of questions to get to know you a little better, and you've got five seconds to answer each question. Sure. It never actually works like that, but we can give it a go. Okay, DQ the music. Here we go. What was your first job? I sold jeans in a jeanery to middle-aged women, and I loved that job. Oh. Is, a, is a jeanery a thing? Yes, DC jeanery it was called <laughs> at, sh- at Shopping Town. <laughs> Or Shopo, as we knew it, in Doncaster, in Melbourne. And it was Doncaster. a fan. I also love the fact that it's Doncaster, because Doncaster in the UK is Not probably very different. And it was it was a fantastic job, because that's where I learnt my skill, which is, we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. You'll go. Oh, it's my go. Uh, what was your worst job? I don't think I still have it yet. I haven't oh, okay. had a worse job. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just, I think that is Marginally less fun? Um, opening envelopes for Medibank Private before mm, before there were machines to do it. Lots of paper cuts. Yeah, there we go. There must have been one that sucks more than the others. Correct, it? but yeah. I, I got to talk to lots of chick, chicks there in 19... <laughs> so you moved from the older 82. ladies to the younger ladies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Favourite yes. subject of school? Um, I, I think I was history and geography, those two. Yeah, they, very, very they, dyslexic they, choices. But they don't like dyslexics because we don't write enough, but we all love history. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was a thing that I could visualise in my head and pretty easily. Yeah. What's your special skill? I can talk to anyone about anything and make some sense of it. I'm really good at that. That's a good skill. That's almost I'm good at bullshitting, isn't it? I mean, well, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm a professional. Bull- I can listen to any bullshit and I can feed you back well, more bullshit. If you ask most of my clients, they will agree with you. No, no. Oh, no, I didn't mean to. I think part of it's a curiosity thing. Anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be an AFL footballer. Like, That's like, what like, I wanted. Like, like my big brother. Correct. Okay. What did your parents want you to be? They wanted me to work in a factory. They thought it was the most secure job because my dad worked in off, one. Really? My dad worked in in one factory for twenty seven years, and he created the lifestyle for us for for that. From his point of view, it was the most secure thing going on. You got to think. Immigrant family, Australia no money. Australia, too, was a very shallow economy, really. You know, it was very early days, you know. Early early days. And immigrants weren't going anywhere at that stage. It was a, a bit later that we all took over with coffee and pizzas and all those sort of things. What's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, I am my own version of uh, Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. Wow, this oh we have God. to see right now. <laughs> Uh, your own versions. My own version. So How does it differ? I follow the lyrics as much as I can. I used to know all of them. Obviously, it's been a long time. And I'm, you know, I knew them when it came out. So that's, that's good. what, that's 77? Good. I have a, you're a hip-hop seven? fan underneath there. Uh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. It's like 76 or something, 77, something. Anyway, go um, Office dogs, business or bullshit? Our oh, business. I love dogs. If we could have the dogs all in our... Place, so I'd have he always the manages to disappear he's like he's, he's like, okay. Yeah, no, no, uh, absolutely. Like a uh, have you ever been fired? I was fired once. Whoa, we'll, we'll come, come back, back to, to that. that. Okay. What's your vice? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't really have one other than talking a lot of bullshit, drinking too much when I shouldn't, and, um, um, and 
No, I don't know. I don't, None I don't. of these seem unreasonable. No, 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 I mean... I'm putting that down to wine. I'm putting wine yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. Wine and, and whatever. Or, or, here you go. Perfect example. Or not finishing when I should finish. So, okay. You know, I just keep going. And keep yeah, going. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no off switch. No off switch. So this is where we give you 30 seconds to pitch whatever you want to pitch. Well, it's interesting... I thought about this when I saw it. We live. We work in a. Uh, we work in a really specialised industry, so people know us and know how what we're good for. We have always delivered. Um, our thinking has always been structured, but also outside the box in terms of innovation. I mean, we all love what we do. We've got a really, really great business that loves what they do. I want to do more of it. And I want to take it to more places around the world, uh, particularly to the US, because that's where they need it the most. And the reason for that is that's where I think we can make the most difference. I swear I thought you were going to say money. Carry on. Yes. Well, that may come along with it. But like I said before, if you're doing the right thing and the team's doing the right thing, the scoreboard will take care of itself. So sport, sports strategy, not at elite, but in terms of participation and community, we are really good at that. Most people in our industry already know that and we thank them for their custom. They're, they're brilliant and they're our, all our mates. We love them. That might have been slightly more than 60 seconds, but we'll let it go. Just a touch. Um, so there you have it. I mean, that was this week's episode of Business Without Bullshit. Thank you, Dino. Thank you, Pippa. Thank you, Dee. And uh, Romeo, very good. You will find we will do some other episode this week called BWB Extra on Thursday. And until then, it's ciao.